Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Of radio. What is going on, everybody? We are back. Finally, we are back. Episode 222 of the Dark Windows podcast. Wait, is this 222 or 223? It's 222. It should be 223, but because I wasn't quite ready with 222, this is now 222. Well, I mean, you also had, you know, a sick baby. Yeah, I did have a sick baby. Uh, Before we get going too far, thank you, everybody, for all the love and support and kind words and stuff. It it means a lot. Um, He is better. He really said, fuck you all. (laughs) I did, but... He's, do- he's doing a lot better. Um, he's currently laughing his balls off watching Bear in the Big Blue House. So he's getting back to normal. But um, And actually, it kind of makes sense that we're swapping episodes this week because of the subject matter, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So what you got there? So for this week's Patreon, I was thinking since... Patreon. Cri- Okay, well, pretend that didn't happen. Anyway. <laughs> Bitch, what are you talking about? That's right. You, you opened the wrong tab, son. That's why yeah. I, I said to you specifically, don't interrupt me. What do you do? I interrupted you. <laughs> okay, let's try it again. Hey, Kevin. Don't interrupt. I know this is fucked up. Don't interrupt me first part. You can be like, you know. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Sorry. Okay, we'll start that again. Sure we will. (laughs) So for this week's Patreon, I was thinking since Christmas is just around the corner and we have been talking about some war stuff, I figured why not combine the two? This is where you say, what the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? This isn't Patreon. This, this is fucking... This isn't Patreon. <laughs> this is fucking... <laughs> okay. We're new to this. Okay, folks. So, <laughs> we're going to leave this little part eight here because... I'm leaving all of this in because it's fucking retarded. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, you know, I had said to Kevin, hey, don't interrupt me because I know this is a fuck up. I'm not changing it. You know... Because I was going to use this for Patreon, but 
Kevin wasn't ready, so... Behind, behind the scenes, I don't listen when he talks to me, usually. <laughs> yeah, so that I said, hey, don't interrupt me for the first sentence. And then you can be like, what the fuck are you talking about, Patreon? And then, no, no, no. <sighs> he, as soon as I said Patreon... And I interrupted him anyway. <laughs> Even though he clearly told me, don't interrupt <laughs> me. Yes. Showed him, huh? <laughs> yeah. So, now, I know some of us will have heard about the Christmas truce that took place during World War One. Yep. I mean, yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, everybody knows about that one. Yeah. I mean, how both sides, if some of you don't know, well, both sides come together uh, for the night, and it was Christmas Eve, and they would sing songs, uh, they would eat food, and they played soccer. Yep. All out in no man's land. It, okay? Of course, it had to be the Europeans <sighs> that did that, because we would have like... Look at these fags. Kicking yeah. the ball. Um, I've got my war crime stick. I'm going to sneak up on him when he's not paying attention. So when the next day comes and they both go back to their own, you know, perspective, respective um, trenches. But when their commanders, you know, who had probably not been there. I'm certain they weren't because yeah, they would not have allowed that. Um, come back. They're like, hey, let's get the fighting. And they're like, no. So both sets of commanders are like, okay, well, you're not fighting each other. Well, you got to fucking get the fuck yeah. out of here. Oh, speaking of soccer, I'd like to congratulate England on bringing it home. Fu- oh, got beat by a third world country. So suck it. <laughs> Way to go, Argentina. Yeah. Yeah. I just I always think it's funny that every four years, oh, we're bringing it home. England's good. Fuck you. You guys suck it. You guys are not good at soccer. Like, get over it. No. You're only good at soccer because you're good at soccer the same way we're good at baseball. You steal brown people from other countries to play your sport. Try to tell me there's any more reason, there's any actual reason that we give money to Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic other than because we steal their baseball players. Well, I mean... Can't do it. To be to take part in, your, in the World Cup, you have to be... F- and to play for that team for the for the England, you have to be from England. Correct. Their, oh, in, well, their individual league teams are good because they steal brown people from other countries to play their sport for them, like we do for baseball. Oh, World Baseball Classic. We're not going to do that good because we've got to play fucking Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic. True. We'll beat Canada because fucking who cares about Canada for baseball? It's true. I love I love my Blue Jays, but none of those guys are Canadian except for Vlad. True. So, and he's only. I guess, like, Canadian because he was, he was born, born there. there. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. Uh, so both armies, units, whatever, they would be separated. And the truce was off because new units would come in for each side. Yeah. And then they'd resume fighting. Because these guys clearly aren't going to shoot at each other after they've, you know. Yeah, broke bread. Swap and... fucking candy and cigarettes yeah. and stuff. and Not going to happen. No, got yellow carded somewhere. So this particular truce took you know, took place. This one that we're going to talk about because we're talking about Christmas truce, another one. Yeah. Okay. This one actually takes place during World War II. I did not know anything about it. I didn't know there was one. This is news to me. Uh, <clears throat> now instead of me trying to read through multiple sites and putting things together in my own words, I just said fuck it. I'm just going to read it from the person that was there. So, without further delay... You could have just said, I'm just going to read a first-hand account from it. 
I wanted to say that. So because that that makes it be like you know I didn't really want to put the effort in. <laughs> no, I figured it's not that I didn't want to put the effort in. Is I I actually read the whole thing, and I felt I was like why. I mean, I read it through someone else's words, third hand, and I also read the guy's account, which is not what I'm going to read. And I actually thought the guy's account was actually far better. Fair. Because he was there and he lived it. So without further delay, here's the truce of 1944. This definitely didn't take place in the Pacific. No. Because the Japanese, not big on Christmas. No. Actually, they are. Well, now, after we've bombed it into them. <laughs> Uh, so it was Christmas and baseball. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Kick that bitch out. So it was Christmas Eve and the last desperate German off- offensive of World War II raged around our tiny cabin. So- suddenly there was a knock on the door. When we heard the knock on our door that Christmas Eve in 1944, neither mother nor I had the slightest inkling of the quite miracle, quiet miracle that lay in store for us. I was 12 then. And we were living in a small cottage in the uh, Hertagen Forest near the uh, German-Belgian border. Father had stayed at the cottage on hunting weekends before the war. When Allied bombers uh, partly destroyed our home hometown of Aachen, he, was, he sent us to live there. He had been ordered into civil defense fire guard oh. in the border town of uh, Manchu. Uh, four miles away. You'll see. You'll you'll be safe in the woods, he told me. Take care of mother. Now you're the man of the family. But nine days before Christmas, uh, Field Marshal von Ronstadt uh, had launched the last desperate German offensive of the war. And now, as I went to the door, the Battle of the Bulge was raging all around us. Oh, you're not going to be safe in the woods, kid. No. That's a that's a bad place to be. Uh, we heard the uh, <clears throat> in, we heard the incessant bombing of field guns. Planes soaring soared continuously overhead. A night at night, searchlights stabbed through the darkness. Thousands of Allied and German soldiers were fighting and dying nearby. When the first knock came, Mother quickly blew out the candles. Then, as Scheiße. I. <laughs> Then as I went to answer it, she stepped ahead of me and pushed open the door. Outside, like phantoms phantoms against the snow-clad trees, stood two steel-helmeted men. One of them spoke to Mother in a language we did not understand, pointing to a third man lying in the snow. She realized before I did that these were American soldiers. Enemies. Mother stood silent, motionless, her hand on my shoulder. Yeah, because we were the bad guys in World War II. Uh, they, were, they were armed and could have forced their entrance. Yet they stood there and asked, their, asked with their eyes. And the wounded men seemed more dead than alive. Komitrein, Mother said, come in. The soldiers carried their comrade inside and stretched him out on my bed. None of them understood German. Mother tried French, and one of the soldiers could converse in that language. As Mother went to look after the wounded man, she said to me, The fingers of those two are numb. Take off their jackets and boots and bring bring a bucket of snow. Soon I was rubbing their blue feet with snow. 
We learned that the stocky, dark-haired fellow was Jim. His friend, tall and slender, was Robin. Harry, the wounded one, was now sleeping in my bed, his face as white as snow outside. Uh, they had lost their battalion and had wandered into the forest for three days. Um, sorry, wandered in the forest for three days, looking for the Americans hiding from the Germans. They didn't. Uh, they hadn't shaved, but still, without their heavy coats, they looked merely like big boys. They probably were. Yeah. <laughs> and that Grown was, men. They're fucking twenty years old. And that was the way Mother began to treat them. Now, Mother said to me. Go get Herman, the big six, uh, and bring six potatoes. This was a serious departure from our pre-Christmas plans. Herman was the plump rooster named after portly Herman Goring, Hitler's oh. number two man. Oh, you you kill you don't even eat that though. You just kill that chicken. Yeah, for whom mother had little affection. When I get it, because he's a cock. There yes. we go. Perfect. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, that we had been uh, fattening for weeks in hope of that father would be home for Christmas. But some hours before, when it was obvious that father would not make it, mother had decided that Herman should live a few more days in case father could get home for New Year's. Now nah, you kill that bitch. Now she had changed her mind again. Herman would serve an immediate uh, pressing purpose. While Jim and I helped with the cooking, Robin took care of Harry. He had a bullet through his upper leg and had almost bled to death. Eey. Mother tore a bed sheet into long strips of bandages. Soon the tempting smell of roast chicken permeated our house, our room, sorry. I was settling uh, I was setting the table once when once again there came a knock at the door. Expecting to find more lost Americans, I opened the door without hesitation. There stood four soldiers, wearing uniforms quite familiar to me after five years of war. They were Wehrmacht Germans. Okay, well, I mean, at least they're Wehrmacht and not SS. Because, like, Wehrmacht were just the regular dudes. Yep. Uh, SS would have been like, ha! (laughs) Yeah. We're going to burn this bitch down. We're going to kill all you because you killed our chicken. You know, Probably. I love that chicken. <laughs> I was paralyzed with fear. Although still a child, I knew the harsh law. Sheltering enemy soldiers continu- uh, constituted high treason. We could be all shot. Yeah, yeah, you could. Mother was frightened too. Her face was white, but she stepped outside and said quite quietly, uh, Frolich uh, Vernachten. The soldiers wished her a Merry Christmas, too. We have lost our regiment and would like to wait for daylight. I explained the corporal. Can we rest here? Of course, Mother replied, with a, the calmness born of panic. You can also have a fine warm meal. Okay, and eat till the pot is empty. The Germans smell, smiled as they sniffed the aroma through the, the half door open door. But, Mother added firmly, we have three ga- uh, three other guests whom you may not consider friends. <laughs> now her voice us, was, us? was uh, suddenly sterner. Then I heard, uh, I've never heard it before. This is Christmas Eve, and there is no, no shooting here. 
Who's inside? The corporal demanded. Americaner? I don't know if his name's Connor, but he's American, yeah. <laughs> a, mother, a mother took, at, uh, looked at each frost-chilled face. Listen, she said slowly. You could be my sons, and so they, uh, so could they be in there. You know she had a finger out when she did that. She yes. brightened his face. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like A boy with a gunshot wound fighting for his life and two friends, lost like you and just as hungry and exhausted as you are. This one night, she turned to the this. Uh, she turned to the corporal and raised her voice a little. This Christmas night, let us forget about killing. The corporal stared at her. There were two or three endless sil- seconds of silence. Then mother put an end to the indecision. Enough talking. She ordered and clapped her hands sharply. Please put your weapons here on the woodpile. And hurry up before the others eat the dinner. That's like a fucking mom saying, listen, yeah. let's go. I'm not, chop, making chop. You, I'm not making you anything special. You're going to sit down. You're going to shut up and you're going to eat what I put in front of you. Yes. And if you don't, then well, you I'm don't gonna, get any. I'm going to take you to the woodpile and I'm going to fucking smack your little ass. I don't think the Germans make dessert, do they? Yes. What? I don't know. Something. Oh, Whatever. I know they have a German chocolate cake, but it's got fucking coconut on it, so I can't eat it. Schnitzel? No. Schnitzel's pork. That's... Okay, no. <laughs> yes, um, enjoy your dessert meat. <laughs> um, nope, I don't know them. They're they're too serious for dessert, I think. Mincemeat? Eh, maybe a shortbread or something. Maybe, something you know, like that. Something very, like, a very, a very stern cookie. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. Very angry, too. Yeah. It's like a biscuit, but you can tell it's scowling at you, you know? Oh, yeah. It disapproves of your very existence. Definitely. You know? <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, it, and, like, you think it's yelling at you, but it's really, like, just coaxing be- you in. It's just being really condescending. Yeah. You know? And, like, it, you think it's really harsh to you, but you're like, it's saying, really, eat me, eat me, I'm really good? I don't think it is. I think it's just, like, trying to, you know emasculate you know it's like you're you're not you're not half the man your father is you're a disappointment you're like god damn dude i just wanted the cookie and it's just fucking tearing you apart yeah you're really mean dazedly the four soldiers placed their arms on the pile of firewood just inside the door three uh carbines a light machine gun and two bazookas meanwhile mother was speaking french rapidly to jim he said something in English, and to my amazement, I saw the American boys, too, turn their weapons over to Mother. Now, as the Germans and Americans tensely rubbed elbows in the small room, Mother was really on her. Uh, <clears throat> mother was really on her mettle. Never losing her smile, she tried to find a seat for everyone. We had only three chairs, but Mother's bed was big, and. On it, she placed two of the newcomers side by side with Jim and Robin. Despite the strained atmosphere, Mother went right on preparing dinner. But Herman wasn't going to grow any bigger, and now there were four more mouths to feed. Quick, she whispered to me, get get more potatoes and some oats. These boys are hungry, and a starving man is an angry one. Yeah. 
Kevin I mean, knows that w- way too well. I wouldn't even say starving for me. Just, just like if I haven't eaten in, you know, eight or nine hours, I get really, really fucking mad. He gets bitchy. I, I do. I get I do get bitchy. That's probably the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah. If there was like a like a RBF, like a resting bitch face type of, you know, but for, but for hunger, Kevin has it. And then if if I go too long, I get like homicidal. Like I would fucking kill somebody. If I got, yeah. This is why when we went hiking, Kevin brought snacks. Yeah, I did. He was the snack man. I was. I, motherfucker, I brought eggs and sausage for breakfast the next morning, too. You did. So we cooked in my tiny little cast iron. Hey, we, so. we, we, hey, we fucking always ate good. Goddamn right. I'm, do I look like I'm going to go somewhere and not eat? No, that's true. The fuck, yeah, the fuck out of here. I mean, what was it? We carried in... Was it that one trip? Didn't we carry in, like, uh, venison or something? I brought a dozen eggs and two pounds of venison sausage. Yeah. Yeah, but we cooked... We brought in something else that was... Um, I That we brought in, like... Um, I made a pancake batter, too. We made pancakes. We had, like, steak or venison or something like that that was... Uh, yeah. That was frozen that we yeah. brought in that uh, we cooked up for the, that dinner. Yeah. That night. Yeah, because... Uh, like, that's how my wife and I plan vacations, is we have to figure out where we're going to eat as we go through places. Because if not, we'll kill each other. Yeah. So, anyway, let's get back to these fucks. So, now, while for- foraging in the storage room, I heard Harry moan. When I returned, one of the Germans had put on his glasses to inspect the German's wound. Do you belong to the medical corps? Corps. Corps, sorry. Dickhead. Yes, I know. <laughs> Do you belong to the corpse? Like, God, I hope not. Yes. Mother asked him. No, he answered. But I studied medicine in Heidelberg until a few months ago. Thanks to the cold, he told the German, uh, and sorry, not Germans, but the Americans, in what sounded like fairly good English, Harry's wound hadn't become infected. Uh, he is suffering from a severe loss of blood, he explained to Mother. What he needs is to rest and and nourishment. Relaxation was now beginning to uh, replace suspicion. Even to me, all the soldiers looked very young as we sat there together. Heinz and uh, Vili, both uh, from Cologne, were 16. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is the tail end of the war, though. This yeah. is some fucking home guard stuff. Their German corporal at 23... Was the oldest of them all. And he's still a child. Yep. From this uh, food food bag, from his food bag, he drew out a bottle of red wine, and Heinz managed to find a loaf of rye bread. Mother cut that in small pieces to be served with a dinner. Half the wine, however, she put away for the wounded boy. Yeah. Then uh, Mother said grace. I noticed that... Uh, there were tears in her eyes as she said the old familiar words, Come here, Jesus. Be our guest. And as I looked around the table, I saw her tears too. In my eyes of the... In, in the eyes of the wounded, of the uh, battle-weary soldiers, boys again, some of the American... So, I'm sorry, let me start that all again. Yeah, I wish you would. Uh, Come here, Jesus. Be our guest. And as I looked around the table, I saw tears, too, 
in the eyes of the battle-weary soldiers, boys again, from America, some from Germany, all from home, far from home. Yeah. Just before midnight, Mother went to the doorstep and asked us to join her, to look up at the Star of Bethlehem. We all stood beside her, except Harry, who was uh, who was sleeping. He's fucking shot. Cor- yes. Like... <clears throat> For all of us during the He's moment... He's closer to meeting Jesus than he is going to see the star. Yes. For all of us during that moment of silence, looking at the brightest star in the heavens, the war was a distant, almost forgotten thing. Our private armistice continued the next uh, the next morning. Harry woke in the early hours and swallowed some broth that Mother fed him. With the dawn, it was apparent that she he was becoming stronger. Mother now made him an invigorating drink from from our one egg, the rest of the corporal's wine, and some sugar. Ugh! Ugh! Yeah. Uh, whipped egg, sugar, and wine? That sounds fucking terrible. I don't know. Everyone Ugh. else had oatmeal. Afterward, two poles and... Mother's best tablecloth were fashioned into a stretcher for Harry. Oh. The- <laughs> like, where'd the fucking Pollock show up? <laughs> the German corporal then advised the Americans how to find their way back to their lines. Looking over Jim's map, the corporal pointed out a, stre- out a stream. <clears throat> Continue along this creek, he said, and you will find the first army, rebuilding its forces on its upper course. The medical student relayed the information in English. I was really hoping this was going to turn into an A-team situation where they just create their own unit, you know? Yes. What do you guys want to do? Let's go kill Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking racking up gear and stuff. That would have been rad. The one guy can't walk because he got shot in his leg. Uh, So he's in the wheelchair, clearly. I mean, we could have had an A-team situation here. Possibly. There's no blacks, though. So. No. Set to find the... uh, I don't know. The blackest of them. And give him a mohawk and a bunch of chains and shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> He'd be B.A. He'd be B.A. Yeah. 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 I pity the fool. Uh-huh. I don't know why I assumed he would be German. I don't know. know. Maybe. I don't know. Pretty sure they didn't like black folks, but. Well, it don't matter. That's true. <clears throat> they definitely didn't like Jesse Owens. Because <laughs> he fucking embarrassed them. It's true. Yeah. He did. Show you uh, white bitches how to run. You sure fucking did too. So why don't why don't we head for uh, Monchow? Uh, Jim had this had the student ask nine. The corporal exclaimed, "We're reta- we've retaken Monchow." Uh, uh, no, not Monchow. Oh, how the fuck do you pronounce this word? Eunuch. Moscow, Moscow, sure, Moscow. Uh, now, mother gave them all back their weapons. Be careful, boys, she said. I want you to get home someday, where you belong. God bless you all. The German and American soldiers shook hands, and we watched them disappear in opposite directions. When I returned inside, mother had brought out our the old family Bible. I glanced over her shoulder. The book was open to the Christmas story, the birth in the manger, and how the wise men came from afar, bearing their gifts. Her finger was tracing the last line from Matthew 2, uh, 21. 
My favorite part of that is when uh, when Jesus shoots his eye out with a BB gun. You know it. Yep. You'll shoot your eye out. <laughs> God damn it. <clears throat> I don't think you understand who I am. <laughs> uh, I'll, turn, I'll turn eye wounds into not eye wounds. Yes. So. so fucking holes in my hands won't go away, though. Line from Matthew 2.21. They departed into their own country another way. Yeah. Okay. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Fritz and his, and his parents survived the war. His mother and father passed away in the 60s. By then, he had gotten married and moved to Hawaii, where he opened Fritz's European bakery in uh, Kampalama, Lama Lama Ding Dong. I don't know. <laughs> Some fucking really, Dragon Ball Z attack. It's not Kapalama Lama Ding Dong. It's uh, Kapalama. Sure. Yeah, Kapalama. Sure. A neighborhood in Honolulu. We're, we're fucking Howleys. We're not allowed to say it correctly anyway. Probably. BJ Penn will fucking choke us out if we do. He would. Uh, for years, he tried to locate any of the German or American soldiers without luck. Hoping to... They all fucking died. No, not true. Oh, damn it. Hoping to collaborate the story he and see how they had fared. President Reagan heard of his story and referenced it in a 1985 speech he gave in Germany as an example of peace and reconciliation. Um, But it wasn't until the television program Unsolved Mysteries, really good show, yeah, broadcast the story. With Robert Stack, of course, not Dennis Farina. Or the the Dennis Farina ones weren't bad, but the new one on Netflix is not great, I don't think. There's a new one? Yeah, the, they brought it back on Netflix. It's it's, oh, it's, yeah? it's all right. I don't know. Yeah, it's hmm. like one thing per episode, and I don't know. Huh. It's it's not the old one. Huh. Well, Robert Stack was the only one I knew. Yeah, Dennis Farina took over for him after a while. But okay. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> this is probably the Robert Stack one, because it's 1995. Probably, um, yeah. Had to be. So I mean, this excellent trench coat. Yes. Yeah. Story in 1985 that it was discovered that a man living in Frederick, Maryland, nursing home, uh, in Frederick, Maryland, Maryland nursing home, had been telling the same story for years. Fritz flew to Frederick in January 1996 and met with uh, Ralph Blank, one of the American soldiers who still had the German compass and map. Then he took his revenge and took his map and compass back. No. <laughs> For the fatherland! And he just fucking strangles this old man in his wheelchair. Uh, Ralph told Fritz, your mother saved my life. Fritz said that the reunion was the high point of his life. Fritz uh, Vicknick also managed to uh, later contact one of the other Americans, but none of the Germans, sadly... Uh, he couldn't contact them. They must have all been dead. Uh, sadly, uh, he died on December 8th of 2002. Well, I mean, sadly, he was like fucking 100 years old. Well, it was almost 58 years to the day of the Christmas truce. Yeah, dude, no. he had passed away. No, sadly about that. He probably had a great life. Yep. Died an old man. In fucking Hawaii? Yeah. You go from the frozen wasteland of Germany in the winter to Hawaii? the fuck out of here? True. Very, very true. Uh, he was forever grateful that his mother uh, got the re- uh, recognition she deserved. So, yeah. Yeah, because his mom was a good person. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure, for sure. So that is the Christmas truce of World War II. Nice. That was, uh, I was like, 
you know, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I like it. You know, I know this is a kind of a small little episode, but hey, you know what? We didn't even take a fucking break, Didn't dude. take a break. Fuck, it's Christmas, and, you know, this is kind of a cool little story. Yeah, I wanted cool. to share with everybody. So, yeah. Uh, so that said, why don't you head on over to... Well, shit, we didn't do any other sponsorships. Why should we do this? Now nah, we're going to do a sponsor. <laughs> you go over to the studio. Go check them out. They got some great deals going on right now. Uh, studio.com. You can find your next pair of headphones, earbuds, Bluetooth speaker. And uh, put Dark Windows 15 in at checkout in the little promo code section to get 15% off your entire purchase. Also... Am I allowed to mention Patreon yet? Sure, go okay. ahead. Patreon.com forward slash Dark Windows Podcast. $5 a month gets you access to our entire back catalog and all of our new shit. Um, they have changed stuff so that you get billed uh, on sign up for it, and then it goes to the first of every month after that. Um, but it's, it's still the same thing. You're still going to get the same... I'm not going to say subpar... Um, you're going to get the same perfectly average, almost exactly what you expected content from our show yeah. on Patreon. And this week uh, for Patreon, uh, if you want to hear more Christmas bullshit, go on over there. Because yeah. uh, I'm going to be talking about some, uh, you know, some we're gonna, we're Christmas gonna, we're, bullshit. We're going we're gonna to talk about some uh, Christmas tradition shit that, you know, that happens around the world. Yeah. And I'm oh, going to talk stuff, about the Yule Lads. Oh, I don't know. No, I didn't see that. What about but... the Yule Cat? Yes. Yeah, okay, well, it's the same place, though. Well, there's another one that comes from there, too, that we're going to discuss. I don't know. Uh, I saw it. I was Stripper like, oh. Santa's still my favorite, though. Mm. Hmm, true. Yeah. Uh, you can also find us on, page, on uh, no, Patreon, yes, like Kevin said. Yeah. But you can also find us on Facebook, Dark Windows Podcast, uh, Twitter, and Instagram, Dark Windows Pod. Yeah, we're all over the fucking place. Uh, anything else? No. No. Uh, from me and Kevin. Merry and Christmas, else, you filthy animals. You got it, what he said. And uh, just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean the dark can't see into you. Also, happy Hanukkah, you fucks. Happy Kwanzaa. I don't think anybody actually celebrates Kwanzaa. Oh, and for people, Do they? I don't know. But for people like us, happy Yule. Yes. Yes. We didn't celebrate this year. Well, I mean... I had kind of other things happening, so. But also, uh, yeah, you know, other things happening. Fucking Christmas storm, uh, storm that happened. Uh, and yeah, a, uh, a storm that's coming up that's apparently going to kick her balls in too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeehaw. And also, like the solstice is right in the middle of the fucking week. Yeah, it was hard to do. So, but anyway, bye. Bye. <laughs> Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg 
but their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Meta Human Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. 